Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about managing projects. In particular, there's a disease in project management, which I call one-week-itis. This is where a project is delayed by one week every week. Today's show is a cautionary tale, in which I'm going to describe a project management failure that happened in our company. Now, we did correct it, but not nearly fast enough for my liking. I'm sharing this failure so that you can learn from our mistake and hopefully don't repeat the same mistake. It happens that in some cases a project manager takes a very high initiative role in managing a project. That's often what you want as long as they're doing a good job of communicating what's happening in the project. But we had a recent situation where a project manager was in fact using that posture to protect their ego. In truth, we don't really know exactly what they were hiding, but here's the story anyway. We have a project where last year we hired a civil engineer that frankly was incompetent. They were not meeting the criteria that were clearly spelled out in the city's regulations for design of a subdivision, and we were facing multiple iterations of the site layouts. With each iteration, the engineer would fix one problem and create another. It felt like an endless loop. It seemed that this engineer was not working with a checklist to complete their work. The deliverables were always late, and they habitually consumed the time in the schedule that was allocated for review to complete their work. Each forecast of completion was always a week away or less. After a few iterations of this, it was clear that we needed to make a change. It was also clear we needed to hire a local planning consultant with strong boots on the ground relationship with the city staff. The new planning consultant recommended a new civil engineering team and a project manager who would be the interface to the engineering team. The new project manager seemed assertive and competent. They looked organized and they took detailed minutes. They published the agenda and the outcome of each meeting in a very timely manner. We were thrilled to have a project manager who seemed to be on top of things, so we backed off and let her do her job. But as time went on, the updates of progress at each weekly meeting described the next item that was holding back the project from moving forward. There were staff shortages, then the engineer assigned to the project noted some deficiencies in the survey. They were missing some critical items. A new surveyor was identified, and they would need several weeks to complete their work. Then the surveyor needed to transfer the data points to the original CAD drawing. There were staff absences, and then a health issue. Somehow, the project manager was under the assumption the engineer needed to start the design from scratch, which is why they hadn't been making much progress. This was starting to sound like procrastination. All the while, the weeks were ticking by. Eventually, it became clear The new engineering team had not really been immersed in the design to the degree necessary to fully understand the design. And after the project manager left the project for medical leave, we finally got to speak with the engineers directly. It was clear the project manager had been misleading us on the progress all along. We were fooled by the highly professional facade that was masking a problem underneath the surface. So the net result is two major delays, both the result of having incompetent people in key roles on the same project. The major cost is not just the cost of the drawings that had to be thrown away. It's the loss of time, the carrying costs, and even the loss of credibility with our investor. In every case, the forecast of the next completion deliverable was only a few days away, often no more than a week. We waited a few more days hoping the deliverable would come in. It's easier to wait a few more days than to make a larger change. There's a pattern here. In my career as a project manager, every time there have been major delays, there's been a seductive, slippery slope of delays a week or two at a time, but these add up. Each delay was close enough in the future to rob the management team of the ability to influence the outcome. 
And this is a pattern I've seen before. It's a pattern that is often only visible in hindsight. It's a pattern that I, frankly, have been slow to recognize. And when I do recognize it, it's obvious and, gosh, it's embarrassing. I spend weeks kicking myself asking why I didn't see it sooner. Well, I know why I didn't see it sooner. I was fooled by this seemingly competent project manager with a rich array of technical explanations for why things weren't ready. What I failed to get was tangible evidence of the work being done. I accepted the report of the project manager as a proxy for the actual deliverables. See, in a project that hits its milestones, there's full transparency, where all the files are located in a shared folder and any team member can inspect the progress at any time. The role of the project manager is to manage the deliverables, but never to be a gatekeeper to the deliverables. And as soon as you have a firewall between you, the project owner, and a portion of the team doing the work, the conditions are created that makes it possible to have that slippery slope of delays. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.